0: hi welcome back guys and you are listening to you are being witnessed, witnessed. with
1: Smangali Sognoni and miss p welcome back to our Tour to episode i'm not even sure what episode we are on miss p i
0: feel like it's episode number four i mm-hmm. think because we've done intro yep we've done witnessing each other we've done home and today we are doing therapy Mm -hmm. are they even ready i hope you guys are ready um but before we get into it let's do a little bit of actually i have a little something for you okay it's not like physical. Okay. <laughs> it yep. might be words. Oh, it is words. Not even might be. So, Smangalisa, hold your class. Yep. And today we are celebrating you. We are toasting you. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> your face. <laughs> yes, I'm like, I don't know this. What are we celebrating about, Smangalisa?
0: We are celebrating your achievements. To date, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if you want people to know, but should go for I'm, it. I'm going with it. Okay, so Miss Smanga Lisa, no, I've never called you that. Smanga <laughs> is you know, stuff embarking on new journeys mm-hmm. in many parts of your life, new job, new studies. So, I just want to say, you know. We celebrate you.
1: Congratulations. Thank you, Miss P. And the podcast. The most important one of the most important things is starting this amazing podcast with you. So we need to add that on there.
0: Yeah. So we launched, as you, you guys will figure out, it's that our, our recording is a bit ahead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this week, our first episode actually came out. And Honestly, really appreciate everyone's feedback. Appreciate people taking the time to listen. Like, time is so valuable. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our first episode. And hopefully, you've actually listened to all the rest after that. And you're still on this journey with us. Um, and the feedback has just been so touching mm. and encouraging. And I didn't know how much I needed some of those encouraging words because yeah. it's given me that okay, let's that bit of a zhuzh, that fire, let's keep going. Um, there's something here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize I actually needed a bit of that reassurance. It is me being honest. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's been it's been very beautiful, but mm. I I am also wondering, do you mind just giving? giving me a little or giving us your tribe your community a bit of like the snippets of what people have been saying to you about i guess episode one
0: Mm, like a good friend of mine sent a message um i want to actually find it and it was just so beautiful well, wow, I'm going to read it out. Hopefully she doesn't mind. <laughs> so she went, sis, your podcast, let me tell you, wow, I'm blown away and so inspired. I felt like y'all had invaded my mind and were talking about so many things that resonated so strongly with me. From feeling seen and heard, valuing friendships where you can just share And not have people automatically give you advice. To the tools we assigned in our family of origin. I can't wait till she actually listens to home. Um, To finding safe spaces within all sorts of relationships and not just romantic ones. To approaching conversations with curiosity and asking questions. Phew, not one word went astray, my goodness she said, I'm so glad you started it, and I cannot wait to listen to the rest. A big thank you to you, Brenda, for supporting you and planting the seed with you. I don't, yeah. But anyway, she said to pass the message on, which I have. Yes. And then another um, friend, you know, reposted on her story, and she's she's really loving it. And I was just like, you know what? thank you guys thank you for the love thank mm. you for that bit of fire
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so it's been an, it's been a, a humbling exciting just just there's been a lot of warmth and a, there's been a lot of love uh, you know and I think I appreciate that people are taking time out of as you said out of their busy lives to actually listen to the podcast but not only listen they are also reaching out and giving us feedback. And, you know, I think one thing that stands out for me is the the feedback that I'm hearing from people of all different ages. So I'm talking about people in their 30s, people in their 20s, but also, um, you know, a big shout-out to my aunt who's in, like, in Canada. She's nearly 60, and she also felt like our, you know, our episode, our first one was so powerful you know around being witnessed it seems like it's what people need i find that really interesting that people have been pointing out the witness part the being seen mm. and i really think innately as human beings that's that's what we're crying out for mm. whether you're having a disagreement in a in a friendship relationship it's be, like whenever there's a rupture Ultimately, if you actually unpack all of that, what's underneath that is someone along the lines has felt unseen, not valued, like someone has been taken advantage of, which Mm. is, it goes back to, if we do witnessing well, Not perfectly because it can never be done perfectly. If we're doing it it well, I think people will have the ability to go, even when there's been a rupture, to go back and repair and mend those relationships, which is why I think it's been such a core like word in terms of everything that we're doing. Every time we think of a topic, every time we think of something, we always go back to what is it that we ultimately want to achieve with this podcast is that we want to we want people to be seen, we want mm. people to be valued um, for who they are, not what they do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. And when you say that, I think back to the moment where I have actually been in disagreements and realized that it's because I felt and heard a lot, Mm. a word that's come up a lot is like, you're not hearing me. Mm. You're not hearing me. And yeah, there is a lot of importance and weight on feeling seen Mm -hmm. uh, in relationships. Um, But yeah, is there anything that came up from, you know, some of your friends as well?
1: Mm. Oh, like like a lot of things you know Mm. and i think it's so interesting to hear the word gratitude from people saying i am so grateful that you guys decided to do that Mm -hmm. empowering was another word that came out Mm. you know quite a bit people felt empowered so that's really um that's that that's really amazing but questions did come up as well yeah so i think i want to take this opportunity to um to put it out there in terms of one question that came up uh, from one of my friends that I want to put out there, you know, I know how I would probably approach or respond to that question, mm. but I think there's value in putting it out there because, you know, you learn a lot from people, you know, you ask them a question and you ask five people and you get five different responses oh, yeah. and you pick up a few little nuggets and you go, wow, there's so much wisdom in all of us. Mm. We see things differently. Yeah. Um, so the question was around. Uh, we talked quite a bit about relationships in our, um, you know, in our first episode, and how we, um, you know, witness each other, and how we are in terms of our dynamic as well, like as, as friends, and you know, as sisters, as as uh, prayer buddies, all of that. And the question was around: How do you navigate relationships in your life where you know? you know you know the other person cannot meet you at the depth that you want where you cannot um have deep conversations with someone or you feel like um you can't share with the, with that person but that person is in your life that you want to keep that person but mm. there's kind of this there's um they've they've felt like how do you navigate like relationships that you feel like are not meeting you halfway you yeah. know um is pretty much i guess I guess that's the short version of the question. How do you never get really relationships where you feel like there's a lack of depth? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that is the question. Um, and this person wanted to find out what other people, you know, f- you know, felt about that. I gave them my response. Um, they gave me their response. Um, obviously, I'm not going to share all of it. I, I you know, it, uh, there's been so much, but that is the question. How do other people navigate relationships where they feel like? Um, some of those relationships are like on the surface or they're working a little bit more harder than the other, you know, than the Mm. other party. Mm. But they still want to maintain that relationship um, and not get frustrated that there's a need that's not being met. Mm. Um, I don't know. Do do you have a way of navigating such relationships?
0: Yeah, um, that's a good question. And thank you, you know, to your friend for you know, putting that out there. And I think the week that we launch uh, this episode would be great, I guess, put out this question on our socials, um, on Instagram, and, you know, people can also send their thoughts or even email us your, you know, your thoughts about mm-hmm. this. This is a great one. Um, but for me personally, I feel like if people will always play different roles in our lives. Like, our friends Mm. will play different roles. Um, And I feel like there is room for those friendships. Like, the ones that maybe are not going... You know, that person doesn't either have that emotional capacity or that emotional intelligence. But there's something that's brought you two together. That's Mm. something that's drawn you and that person together. And it's... um, you know, going back to the word gratitude, it's been grateful for what it is that you guys share. Like, I have friends that we just enjoy each other's company. Like, we'll go out, maybe it's like dancing or going out for drinks, you know, just to have fun. Mm. You have your friends that you go and work out with, or, um, you know, different things that you do. You're still doing life together, like yeah. in, in a different way. And I think that's still, um, Adds value, But I guess if you are someone that desires that emotional depth, that meaningful conversation, those meaningful interactions, like myself, I think when it comes to those friendships, they may not take the priority. Mm. So if I'm in a situation where I don't have a lot of capacity, I'm probably more likely to choose to spend time with my friends that I am having those meaningful in-depth conversation. And it's usually, unfortunately the other friendships that we don't have that, they don't always take priority. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. like when time is constrained, um, but yeah, there's, there's definitely room, um, for those. Yeah.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. It, 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 it's so interesting to hear you say that because I think that's pretty much what this friend had said mm-hmm. um, in their response. And um, But just to add on to exactly what you've said is uh, that... Um, she say that like, in her journey, she's been like growing and like evolving. And one of the things that she has learned to do is to always show up as an authentic self, whether someone Mm. meets them or not, Yeah. whether someone feels uncomfortable with her level of depth at a given point or not. Yeah. Um, she's just learning to just, you know, show up as herself. And she said, you know what? Sometimes there's power in that because maybe when someone is lurking, whatever depth or whatever, whatever we might want to call it, um... It doesn't mean that they can they cannot draw from her. She's yeah. saying you know they can draw. I'm not saying that in a way that you know it should be going around giving other people like giving all the time. But what she's doing is um, she's being effortless in that, isn't it? If you're mm. showing up for for events or showing up in a spaces, just being yourself it shouldn't really be draining you. No, I don't believe it should. Like when you're turning up in, in your like your own authentic self. But I think sometimes when you try and mold yourself in spaces to kind of fit whoever you are around sometimes the, the 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 danger in that is your battery goes flat really quickly oh yeah for um, sure. so i could hear what she was saying uh, from that perspective and i was like you know what this is powerful and no thank you again for your question thank you for your wisdom because you know mm-hmm. this is what this is all about we are learning from each other we don't have to necessarily agree on everything um We just share, like, you know, our true selves and our experiences. um, And um, we just hope that people take what resonates with them. And then if there are things that are going, "Mm, I don't know, I'm just going to reflect on that. You take that as well, you know. Uh, And if you disagree, and, you know, you disagree, but respectfully, you know, that's what it helps. Respectfully, Mm -hmm. I really do. Like, respectfully, it's a boundary, isn't it? If you don't agree with something or someone, don't be like... I don't agree with what you're saying. What are you talking? This is rubbish. Because then that means there's something about what I've said that's triggered something in you for you to be that reactive. Mm. But a healthy response is, respectfully, I don't really agree, but but that's your opinion. And then you kind of, you live it because you don't agree. But if you're making such a big deal for me, always, I'm, I'm curious, why is it provoking such a huge response? Yeah. You know? Anyway, I digress. That's not what we're here about today. <laughs> today, we're going to talk about therapy. Is there anything else you wanted to add before we kind of launch into today's topic?
0: Um, no, but what was your perspective? Anything you wanted to add to that question from your end as well? Um.
1: So I guess my honest response to that was, um, I think is. I think the way I approach relationships is now exactly what you said I think I you know I reflect I analyze a lot of my my friendships and I analyze them or look at look at them in the sense of um you know what when we come together what do we normally focus and talk about you know um and then I position myself within that. So if a lot of our talk, like if a lot of what we speak about is around, you know, fitness and that's a majority of our, you know, like of our conversation, then I kind of step into that knowing that this is this is a, a, um, a relationship that's going to meet my need in this area. And then this is a relationship that's going to meet my need in this area mm-hmm. and vice versa, you know. Um And with that, what I've learned is when I do that, I'm not doing it to box people. I'm actually, you know, like I'm doing it to also work around my expectations. Oh yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I cannot step into a relationship fundamentally that started or like on fitness, and that's all we have in common. It hasn't really evolved into anything else, and then expect someone to show up for me in a certain way when we've never even established that as part of our friendship. Yeah, and I find that I, I, with with those expectations, psh, like I, when I let go of those expectations that, um. I'm expecting someone to be this and that. What I've learned is I've learned to know to accept people for who they are, not mm-hmm. what I want them to be in my life. And I think I think it's so healthy to be able to do that because it really also touches on this whole. It I think it breaks down this whole fantasy around expecting your romantic partner to be everything, mm-hmm. to meet your every need. It's impossible for your your partner to be your gym buddy, to be the person who knows what to say all the time when you're upset, to be it is impossible. You need to give the person a like a, a bloody break. You cannot expect them to be that. But you 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 have to learn it in other relationships as well accept people for who they are so that you can see your partner for who they are not what you expect them to be all the time i'm not saying obviously you can't talk to your partner about your needs and stuff but it just gives them a bit of grace and a bit of like not suffocating them with this these ideas this romanticized ideas that your partner should be everything Yeah.
0: yeah yeah no i totally agree
1: like why why did you laugh when i brought up the whole romantic (laughs) relation i want to hear tell Ah. me you can't just laugh and leave me hanging
0: no i think that is that's a big lesson for myself um it was more of a ka-ching yeah you got that right girl um that you can't put all that weight on one person mm. whether it is your romantic partner whether it is a one friend they're not gonna like one person cannot meet all your needs I agree so it is good to have a variety of friends to be able to you know meet your different needs and support each other in those different areas um because yeah expectations it's a word that mm there has been a lot of relationship breakdowns due to our the expectations we put on people when mm. we don't open our eyes and we see that person for who they are, but we're just like, okay, you're my romantic partner and I expect you to do this, but who is that person? Are you actually missing out on something by not actually truly getting to know them for who they are and accepting them
1: for mm. who they are? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. And also the things that I'm saying that someone might not meet my needs, A, B, C, D, is like I'm also not meeting. I'm, I know that I don't meet some of my friends' needs. You know what I mean? So, like, mm-hmm. it's not just them. Like, I know that I don't. So um, I would also hope that they would, um, you know, be patient, compassionate about the fact that I might not be able to meet all of their needs. So, you know, t- he here, here, here is to healthy relationships healthy evolving relationships cheers cheers
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> um oh my goodness we should jump into our topic for today we're like really in now yeah on time um so therapy mhm yeah where where do we start um well i guess we can start with That we go to therapy. Yes. (laughs) Let's declare that. Yeah. Like mental health is something really important. I feel like I've been curious about therapy for longer than I've been in therapy. Like it it took me some time to actually find. In Australia, they say counselor. Yes. But I'm so used to just, I'll always say therapist. Like I just say that because that's just. In my language. Yeah. Um, But it took me some time. Like I feel like before I moved to Australia, it was always at the back of my mind. Like I'd love to do this. Mm -hmm. But I previously, it was not something that I could afford. Um, And then when I moved to Australia, I felt the need for it even more. Like, um, and I toyed with the idea. I you know, got some recommendations from a few people. Um, and then it was during COVID. So 2020 lockdown, the second lockdown in Melbourne that I actually went for it. Cause I'd put myself, there was a therapist I really wanted to see. She's a black, um, you know, psychologist in Melbourne and she had a massive waiting list and I'd been on her waiting list um but then it was august 2020 and i was just in that space where i was losing hope Mm -hmm. like we were on lockdown i was and i've always been a person that hope has been a big part of my life planning la 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 like what's next and i found myself not even able to plan and whatever and i felt something's happening to me i was not okay um, and it's a shame that I had to reach a point where I was like, I'm feeling like I'm not okay to actually then get a therapist. Like I feel like we should all just have that kind of like seeing your GP mm-hmm. or kind of like seeing your doctor, kind of like going to the gym. I feel like mental health should be a part of our life and we shouldn't have to wait till you absolutely need it. Mm-hmm. to start the journey
1: no I agree agree and w- why um, I'm going to bombard you with a few questions why do you what What were the barriers do you think prior to 2020 you going to counselling what What was stopping you
0: like I said when I was in the UK I would say it was monetary like okay. not being able to afford it um <laughs> you know what maybe i could afford it but it wasn't priority because i'd say i had a gym membership i'd go out with my friends for dinner Mm -hmm. i'd go on holidays so it was the honesty was was not a priority
1: Mm -hmm. which is why i asked you that question the second time because i heard you saying that
0: and (laughs) i was like no honey i'm I'm like
1: uh -uh." no (laughs) why why is that and you know what and it's such an important point for us to draw, I like, a drawn and unpack because I am sure that there are a lot of people that are thinking of uh, therapy or counseling, whatever word resonates for you, and that are saying that you know, you know, I cannot afford it, um, but yet someone might have twenty pairs of shoes and still be able to buy a three hundred dollar pair of shoe and say they cannot afford to go to therapy. Mm. Um, I think I just don't think it's because. Yes, one of it is might not be prioritizing it, but I think subconsciously, as a collective, there is something about the word therapy or counseling that's dirty. You mm. know, uh, it's almost like why do I need to go? Like some of the words that I hear is like why do I need to go and tell someone my stuff? Uh, like I like I, I like I work around it. One of the other things that I know is um, you know culturally and also christianity sometimes this is not like this is not a dig at christianity but i also know people maybe let me not christian say christianity i i I take that back let me say religion some people Mm. that are are really religious sometimes won't go won't go to therapy because they will say their counsel is through the word like Mm. like through the bible or through praying i just need to pray enough for me to kind of work around those things and you know what There is absolutely nothing wrong with praying. Like, I believe in the power of prayer, but I also believe in the power of, of, you know, going to see a therapist because, you know, you still pray for your healing when you're physically uh, sick and you still go to the GP. Mm. So what is, you know, you know, what is the difference? And you talked about mental health and prioritizing your mental health. And I also see meant like I like the word mental health hygiene.
0: In the same
1: way as we speak about our physical hygiene, you know, you don't go three days without having a shower because you, you start to stink. You start to smell. It's not, uh, you know, it's not hygienic. You brush your teeth every day. What are you intentionally doing to feed your mental health hygiene? It is the same thing on a basic. So I'm talking about the basic stuff before we even start to, to talk about going to therapy for our traumas and our wounding and our childhood stuff. And life and Mm. the bruising that we get from relationships, from not getting a job that you want, from, um, you know, there's so many things that we get thrown at in life. And let's not talk about we've just, we're just still living in a pandemic, which we know in a different way, but people's mental health so exacerbated by, you know, by COVID for so many different reasons. There was grief, there was all of this stuff that we could talk about. So, yeah why are not more of us going to therapy you know particularly our people of color like i want to address our, you know my african brothers and sisters you know that sometimes we have conversations with them and just like therapy is a waste of money therapy is why would you go to you know to therapy why would you go to counseling so there's more to this but you know thank you for sharing your journey around it have you what have you got out of therapy do you
0: think what are the benefits mm, so many it's not just benefits so there are some disadvantages i feel like i'm learning <laughs> in that aspect but advantages i think something a word that's really come up that i've found with therapy is it's been very enlightening mm-hmm. um i'm really getting to know myself like, obviously, you know yourself because you're with yourself daily. mm mm-hmm. But, I mean, like, really getting to know myself um, and understanding why I react to certain things in a certain way, um, why I want certain things, why I have certain needs, why I have certain expectations, and... Mm. Um, also, learning what I I like how to meet my own needs. Um, there's been a lot with therapy um, benefits wise for sure. Actually, I feel like I written something recently about it uh, that would be good. Um, I feel empowered. Um, I have a better relationship with myself. I feel safer in my own hands and body. I feel safer in the decisions that I make for myself. Like I trust myself more um, through therapy. Um, My therapist has given me a lot of coping tools. So when we started, there was a lot around emphasis around Um, meditation Mm -hmm. journaling um, routine which I maybe took for granted like I feel like I had aspects of that in my life but the more I was conscious actually another word is conscious I'm more conscious, I'm more present um, because of therapy I understand or actually explore my emotions a little bit more than I did previously Like, I think my emotional um, dictionary was very limited. I was either sad, angry, or happy. (laughs) That that was just about it. it. Those are your (laughs) options. You can't feel anything else. (laughs) Yeah, like, that's that's just about it. And, um, yeah. um, Because there's a lot Um. um, of benefits. Can I say
1: can I say my my favorite? not that that's about me because it's about your therapy your therapeutic journey. My favorite of what you've just read is
0: I feel like I th- know what you'll say.
1: Ooh, let me say it. <laughs> <laughs> I am safe in my body and in my hands. Oh. I got goosebumps. Oh, oh. <laughs> Actually,
0: that's not what I thought you were going to say, but yeah.
1: <laughs> Which one did you think I was going to say? I meet
0: my own needs.
1: I know. That's great too, but that's safe. <laughs> oh, it touched me. It touched mm. like, Safe in your own hands and safe in my body. A lot of people are walking around not feeling safe in their body and they don't even know it. Yeah. Could be a topic for another day, but yeah. But yeah, that is so powerful what are the disadvantages P?
0: wait 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 we're going too fast we need to go back to you so when did you stop therapy why like what led you to it um and then get into the advantages
1: (laughs) um my journey is a little bit longer than yours like in terms of i've been dipping in and out of therapy for some time Um, I think my, the value of therapy, like I started talking about counseling way before I I truly understood what counseling was about, you know, I was like 17, 18 and I told my aunt that I wanted to be a counsellor I believe that was what I was called for like you know I felt like it was so synonymous with smiley, smiley, so counsellor I just didn't see it being very different mm. um, and I thought what what is my journey here into getting into counselling hadn't I hadn't done well in high school and you know like the, the most I thought I would do was like a diploma if anything you know um and my aunt was like mm, psychology is going to take you a bit longer why don't you go down the path of social work and and then build on that that's how um that's how my journey into counseling was my journey into counseling was to help other people i didn't realize that i needed it as well probably more than the people that i I wanted (laughs) to help so that's how so i'd always had a love love of counseling um because i wanted like i wanted people to have a space where they can you know speak about whatever things that they felt like quite challenging but they were not able to you know to, you know to speak about and now that I reflect back I think you know at those points where I was like crying out for counseling and crying out for wanting to do counseling was probably where my mental health wasn't not as great so I'm talking about my late teens here um, and I'm 38 now nearly 38 um, so the first time I got counseling was um, in 2005 um, at a university setting after my like my grandfather passed away I was grieving I didn't understand myself I went into therapy and you know um, there are some aspects of counseling that I like or therapy or counseling that I didn't understand at that time but you know I can never forget because was, she was the first person I went to uh, and there were so many things that I look back then just go you know what yeah you have to start somewhere but there's so many things that now with the knowledge that I have I just go into that wasn't the right fit, and I think hopefully we can finish up with those that are really wanting to get into to get counseling. We can maybe give people tips for what makes you choose the therapies that you end up with, or whatever, like the different pathways. But we'll get into that that when um towards the end. So that's how I started. 2005, I had one session. Fast forward 2008, I started to I started getting um some trauma counseling um and i had a fantastic counselor i went for that for months and months and still she was just scratching the surface man like maturity wise because maturity affects the way you receive counseling mm-hmm. where you are in terms of um your activation how activated you are like i i I just never like i just never went into uh homeostatic status like that's how you pronounce it where i never went into balance my nervous system was always activated so Mm -hmm. that affects the way i process things that affects the way my my brain processes you know things and the way my body processes things so every time you know to talk about emotional stuff i was too activated to let it sink enough so that was that and then from then on on i was in and out in and out Honestly, I can say now, I'm um, at the moment, it's so interesting for a, for a counsellor to receive counselling, which was one of the other issues where I struggled to get a right fit because every time someone knew what I did for work, it almost seems like it then the relationship becomes a bit... Because it kept being about... You would know this as a therapist. I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm here as a client. Let's let the therapist part just like can you stop with that um, um and then it's now where i can truly say the fitting is right i think it's where i am as well in my journey like i found a, a therapies that fits with me um you know for so many different reasons and like i i know i definitely know i can see the benefits i can see the transformation i can see myself like evolving i can see myself less reactive to things so that's, thats that's pretty much the summary of mm. how I, I got into you know I got into therapy or why I chose to go to therapy
0: actually I just remembered something that you said actually quite recently um and I remember noting it down Ooh, and you said I truly want to continue evolving and meeting the healed all-healing version of me because she is truly a legend and she deserves so much airtime.
1: Yes. Yes. Oh, I
0: remember that conversation of ours. Yeah, that Mm. was beautiful. But yes, tell us the... What are the advantages?
1: Ooh. Mm.
0: I think the advantages for me is
1: um, one, it's someone who's not, like, invested in my life that I go to like invested emotionally. I just feel like sometimes when you do get support from the people that love you, like their souls, they're, they're, you know, they are sometimes can be very protective of you. They can sometimes be like, um, they, they already know too much. They invested They're in your daily life. So there isn't that, um, they partly, I feel like they're partly biased. But anyway, it's not appropriate to be getting counseling from, from your friends or from whatever. So I feel like for me it's a safe space. But I think it's a space where someone can also call me out of my BS. <laughs> um and go. The advantages have been, you know, every time I would go with a complaint I'm like, and then they did this to me, and then this person, and then this is it. And then, you know, it's those gentle. It's those gentle things that get pulled out that but you're the common denominator here. So what's your part in this pattern that's playing? Uh, not in those words. I know they don't, don't that say that. That sounds like
0: violence.
1: Yeah, it is violence. It's like, yeah, but it's but I say that. It's like I'm the common denominator in the, in, in, as in what what is my part in that? And you know what? There, there are times where I've gone, my part in that is either I haven't communicated my boundaries properly or the expectations part of it or, oh, oh my goodness, I am recreating a dynamic with this person that wounded me so much in this relationship and expecting to get a different result. It's just not going to work. I need to take a step back and reflect, work on myself, and then maybe step back into that relationship. So for me, I think it's taught—it's to- made my relationships healthier. It's made me not, not force relationships. It's made me have a very good relationship not a good good is wow brenda gosh it's made me have a better relationship with myself it's made me it's made my self-care such a priority because i want to feed myself i just want to feed this person that i've neglected for a very long time it's made me speak kindly to myself um sometimes i have like i joke around but i have these moments of going to my inner child Oh, here, here. I know that was really scary, you know. We don't have to, like, we don't have to kind of sit in that shit on that pile of shit for too long. It's done. Let's soothe here, you know. You know, I'm here. I'm here. I'll guide you. So it's made me have a very better relationship with myself. It's such a good investment. I think for me it's a good investment. When I say I want to buy milk, tomatoes, um, peanut butter, or my favorite juice,
0: Avocado. And therapy, avocado, <laughs> and
1: therapy should be on that list. Um, mm-hmm. In my budget, it doesn't. It's not an after, like an afterthought. It is part of that. I need to eat because it feeds me. I need therapy because it feeds me. It helps me work on my stuff. Um, so those are the, those are the, the advantages. But you know, of course, the stuff there are other disadvantages that we will launch into.
0: Yeah, and I think something that a word that came to mind for me is responsibility. Yes. Um, Tell me more. (laughs) When you you spoke about, you know, reflecting what role did I play in that and I feel like therapy has taught me and I think yourself and others that are on this journey that you also play a part in stuff. Mm. It's not about that person did that or this happened but it's like what role did i have to play in that and actually, and i feel like that's part of getting to know yourself that's part mm-hmm. of giving yourself grace that's part of understanding how you show up um in spaces how you show up in relationships um anyway i go on disadvantages i feel like i'm starting to learn the disadvantages now that I am on this journey, like just a little bit longer. Like initially I would say when therapy started, it wasn't as in depth as it is now. Like my therapist didn't launch me into my stuff Mm -hmm. until I'd say more recently. I feel like he was giving me a lot of coping tools, a lot of, um, Yeah, i was just say coping tools. Um, And I think even just like helping me understand myself, but not necessarily... We didn't get into some of the in-depth stuff we've gotten into, like around my traumas, my wounding, Mm. as we have recently. And I found that it's causing a breakdown in some of the relationships Mm -hmm. in my Mm -hmm. life, uh, whether it be with friends, family, um, because I'm evolving um, and I'm starting to set boundaries. Like I said, I'm more protective of myself and there's now some stuff I don't tolerate. Mm -hmm. There's stuff I now push back on that I probably never did previously and then now people are like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, why are you talking to me like that? And it's not even a thing where I'm being rude or I'm being mean, but I'm communicating and saying, please don't say that to me. I'm not comfortable with that. I'm not going to accept that. And people are like, what? Mm -hmm. What do you mean by that? You're being disrespectful. You're being, you know, there's pushback. Yeah. Um." and i think that's it's an advantage for me but it's a disadvantage and you see when you start to see certain relationships start to break down um mm. because you you are evolving you've become you are a bit you're not different but you're different in how you approach things um, and how you look after yourself um yeah i'd say that's that's one. Two, I'd say I'm more sensitive. Maybe that's not a disadvantage. And that's something I need to unpack. Why sensitivity is a
1: disadvantage?
0: I, wait, wait. Can I ask, though? I don't want to... Really I wasn't... F- I, I hadn't finished explaining it. But yeah, go on. Ask. Okay. okay. Like, I'm
1: going to let you finish. That was rude of me. I'll let you finish. No, <laughs>
0: no it's okay. Um... I feel I'm, I'm more sensitive in the sense of, I guess it goes back to protecting myself. Like, I'm just like, stuff that I used to take before, now I'm just like, what we're not going to do is that.
1: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: I feel like I've always been a mama bear to others. Yep. But now I'm actually a mama bear even to myself. And I'm like, don't you dare I love it. come at me like that. Um... And also I'm sensitive in terms of how I spend my time, who I spend my time with. I'm more picky. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm more sensitive when I'm not serving or looking after myself. like okay, When I'm doing things that are against my needs, like for your example, maybe giving too much of myself, giving too much of my time, Previously, it's something that I could just roll with. Now, I do it and my body's like, oh, what are you doing? And maybe it was always like that and I didn't see it before. Hmm. And now I'm just like, yeah. Anyway, ask you a question. And I'm struggling to explain that sensitivity. I'm still... Lying yeah. about it. and maybe that's why it feels like a disadvantage
1: yeah and i you know i think the word sensitive has always been used in a kind of a negative connotation anyway oh, yeah. you're too sensitive mm. oh just you know just don't take that serious and i i don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with being sensitive but the more i listen to you what you've been experiencing. I'm so proud of you that you are, you know, being very protective of yourself. But I almost want to go back to, t- like, to picking up on a few words that you've used. I wonder whether the reframe here is, is it being sensitive or are you more aware and you're living more conscious now? Mm. So awareness, consciousness, and intentionality are the three words that come come up for me in yeah. the things that you're saying. You're more aware now of, because you're so conscious because a lot of us live in our subconscious brain yeah. where we get up and we just do things for the sake of the fact that we've done those things 50 times before um, and we, we we wonder why we reproduce experiences mm. but when you do the work and you become more aware you become more conscious you, your body starts to respond I wonder whether your body is the one that is responding in a sensitive way or you're so attuned and you're so attuned and so aware that when someone speaks to To you in a certain tone or way, your body just goes like like a knee-jerk reaction. No, hang on, what was that about? So I feel like it's it's more consciousness, like being more conscious and being more aware um, of some of the things that maybe you might have been in in your mum, you know, mama bear's role because that's just who Miss P is. That's Mm -hmm. your role. You just respond from that way, and now you're going. But is it? Do I want that role or do I want to step out of it and kind of re- renovate, like renovate it and make it like look, you know, very, you know, like look very different? I wonder whether that's like where you're coming from and that, you know, intentionality is really important, you know, choosing who you want to spend your energy on with, on which things, but, you know, serving yourself, making sure you're looking after yourself and you're not just leaking energy. Yeah like everywhere and then you've got nothing left for yourself Mm. anyway so that was my like to to go back my question was is it just purely sensitivity or is it those other things as well and maybe it's sensitivity as well and what's wrong with being sensitive
0: yeah i think you're right with how you started and you said it's always been like, oh, you're being too sensitive. Mm. Always been a negative. And I feel like I've had that in the past where people have said to me, oh, my gosh, why well, you got to be so sensitive about this thing. Mm. And you're like, oh, seriously? So I, I think I probably still carry a bit of of that thing of I don't want to come across as like sensitive because it's not, you know, the thing to be -hmm. But hello, I'm sensitive. (laughs) We accept and we welcome you, Miss P. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, and what of your what are your disadvantages? If any, like you might like I feel like it's it's recently I've been saying to my therapist, my gosh, it's disadvantages to this. But um I never thought that until recently. But do you do you feel like there's any disadvantages? Absolutely.
1: Mm. But you know, I just have to wear the pros and the cons. I'm getting so many more positives from going to you know um you know to, to therapy. But the disadvantages like I like I call only call them disadvantages because it it, it comes with pain as well, but Necessary pain, if mm-hmm. I may say that. Yeah. So one of the disadvantages has been money. I know I said, you know, if I can buy whatever. It has been money because with the money, it has come with resentment. Because some of the things that I'm going for therapy for are things that I didn't ask for. Oh. There are things that <laughs> were yeah happened to me, done to me, said to me. And some of these things I'm talking about, like, you know, with childhood, when I was younger, and then sometimes I like, as I pay for my sessions, sometimes I just go, why, why, why am I repairing stuff that I didn't create in the first place? You know, Mm. I do like I I must admit, I have less of those moments now because I, you know, I just go to myself. There's absolutely no benefit in me being that resentful because, yes, some of these things were not caused by me. But guess what goes back to responsibility? I am responsible for my healing, you know, and then I have to put in that way ruptured relationships the more you unpack some of the stuff the more you get into your family of origin stuff friendships whatever choices that you've also created the more you really go my gosh that was this that was that that was and then you start to step into relationships a bit different with people particularly at the end that is one thing if you're going to start the journey of therapy know that a lot of things are going to be shaken Mm. So that is probably what you start to, I know that my dream, the way I slept started changing, the things that I dreamt of started changing. I, I was a bit irritable at the beginning of my therapy journey because I was just so mad. I was just like mad on behalf of my, of my, like my child part. I'm like, why, did, why were not, you were you not protected from this and that? Rah, 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 rah. And I could notice even the way sometimes I'll be like carrying my body. I'm like, game. you need to like, shake that a little bit this was at the beginning not mm. so much now and then some of those relationships thank goodness have managed to the dynamic has changed but because i'm stepping from i'm stepping in those um dynamics as like a like a healing healed version of mine um and then some people have kind of adjusted to that they didn't understand at the beginning they've adjusted and i think those that have stayed and adjusted to that and like i have also adjusted to the way i, I like you now approach them. So I'm very, I'm very grateful for that. Some relationships have gone beyond being repaired. So you will lose some relationships, um, you know, with you know, with kind of that journey. Um, and then you will, there's grief. So one of the other disadvantages, grief. Grief, I had some coping mechanisms that I've had to let go of. Mm. And I grieve. So one coping mechanism, just to put it out there for transparency, is I'll just react from one. If I felt like someone had, had, you know, I felt like I was used or they've done something, I'd go from my zero to a hundred in my reactivity. And I was just like, I can't believe you did this to me. You are so... And I'll be the keyboard warrior, send a message, boom, it's sent. I can't take it back. Mm. Now I have to do all this work to do like to, to try and fix that relationship. And it's already kind of a little bit ruptured. But now, even when I feel triggered, because I have to learn a new coping skill, I have to step back. But it doesn't mean I'm not feeling it in my body. I'm just choosing to sit with it and let it wash and know that there's no, nothing good that's going to come out of me reacting. Mm. So it's the sitting with that and she's like, no, but I want to have a go at that person. I want to, I'm just like, no, but what are you doing there? You're just recreating a coping mechanism that worked when you're in a situation where you felt unsafe. As an adult, you cannot be behaving like that, smanga. You cannot. So that, like, grieving and different ways of kind of coping has been, you know, you know, part of kind of the, you know, the, like, the disadvantages to that. Like, there are so many I could take all day, but those are the ones,
0: um, I guess that, really stand out for me. Mm. And you say sitting with it. And I I say that's been one of the lessons where I've learned that um, in the past, I've maybe like busy. I I enjoyed being busy in the past Mm -hmm. because it was destructive. Like I just, I was distracted. I didn't have to deal with my ish. I was, I was busy. But now, I sit with stuff. I sit with my feelings. I sit with the hard things, and I face them. And sometimes that can mean I may be vibrating at a low energy for mm-hmm. a couple of days because I am. I'm, I'm really sitting and dealing with that trigger, that pain, that. Whatever it could be... Um, But it's so beneficial... To... Healing ourselves... Um, And it's so... I'm realizing... It's so important that... I'm dealing with this... Pain... Now... Mm -hmm. So that I don't have to deal with it... In the future... Like I'm dealing with current pains... And I think like... When you said... I actually hadn't experienced the resentment side of it, like, money-wise. But I, I am dealing with um, the wounding. mm mm-hmm. um, Like, the traumas and the wounding that I didn't deal with in the past. I'm now facing it now. I'm facing real-life pain, like, like, current day-to-day pains. But I'm also dealing with 14-year-old, 15, 16, whatever year old pains that I felt because they were I never addressed them or they were never addressed mm-hmm. at that age. But because they were never addressed, they are affecting me today. And I have to face them and yep. deal with them. Um so I think when when you say sitting with, I think that is one of the big lessons from therapy that you learn. It's like, you got to sit with your staff. <sighs> <laughs> Breathe. Big sigh.
1: It, it's hard. It's tough. Mm. But I'm so glad that you are on this journey and you are, you know, reaping the benefits of it. Um, as tough as, as it is, it takes, I think it takes a, like a, it takes a lot of braveness to even go, I'm going to face things because this, this ain't it. I'm not just going to live life like this. I need to face my stuff. Um, some people never get to that point, you know. Um, and for so many reasons, I think people's journeys are very different. And, you know, we're not just dealing with our stuff as well. You know, we're dealing with generational stuff you know, mm-hmm. that was kind of passed on uh so the they there's they so much, and I don't think you can ever completely finish therapy. I don't think you can ever completely feel like there's nothing to work on, but I think also we have to be mindful that it, it doesn't become this whole thing that you need to work on all the time. I think mm-hmm. I think there's real value in dipping in and out of therapy sometimes so yep. that you can integrate some of the stuff you've learned the danger sometimes has been when people have gone to therapy for so long they become so reliant on it so they they think they've had the tools but they've they've only had the semi-tools because they knew they were going to keep getting more and then when they when they try and do life on their own without per se like the the therapy they feel so destabilized it's almost like the, you know, the crutches that they have when they're both, both their, you know, their legs are broken. It's just, they no longer work. But then having said that, I, I need to be very careful that there are some people that are struggling so much that might be in therapy for a very, very, very long time for them mm. to just function. So I, I, I never want to kind of, um, minimize, you know, that part in it as well. Um, but I guess for me, like the dipping in and out has made me have more trust in the fact that what I've done as well is, I think you have to have more trust in yourself Mm. as well. Have trust in your therapy, but have more trust in yourself because at the end of the day, the reality of it is you're only seeing your therapist for an hour, every fortnight or every week. And the rest of their life, you have to live it on your own, you know, the rest of the the hours. So you have to trust that you can, you're growing so much that you, you can do life Mm. on your own. Um, yeah, think, I think I will leave that at that. Miss P, we have been talking for quite some time. I think we might need to do a part one
0: and part B of this. <laughs> Literally, because, yeah, I think we have, we've gone longer than we have ever wanted to for our podcast, because obviously we understand people's time. So if you are still listening, mm-hmm. and we hope we are, you are, We are truly grateful. Thank you. Um, We look forward to, you know, hearing from you um, in relation to either your therapy journey or if you're thinking of therapy or if you've never thought about it, Mm -hmm. um, you know, any questions, you know, feel free to reach out. Anything you want to share, we would love to have... um, you know some people to join us on the podcast um either to share your journey on you know therapy or your thoughts around therapy or i think if you are completely against therapy
1: mm-hmm.
0: um and as as um smanga has said is that in our community there are some people that are against therapy um yeah, do you want to add on that?
1: Mm, mhm. And um I guess what I would add is as well. I think I I think I have to be mindful that we are also in a very kind of blessed position to even be able to go to therapy because I know that there's some people that want to, but they just can't. So, like, mm. my comment on saying i oh, choose these over these, um, you know, like I, I have to be careful with a statement like that because there's some people that cannot afford to be going there. Um, but i also know that what I want to add is, like, as a woman of color, like as a black woman, for me, the way I approach and choose my therapies has changed over the years, you know. I think sometimes you know if you look at the kind of the like how therapy or the word therapy started like in the western word it's so steeped in the kind of a western approaches so we have to sometimes be very careful that that doesn't actually touch on like cultural issues for us you know black people african people uh, or people are you know of color and for me i think having someone who understands that as part of like my therapy journey in terms of the way i choose a therapist has been very important but i also know that we're very limited i know in melbourne there are not a lot of black counselors so that makes it a bit hard as well to kind of find people to choose and not a lot um knowing that i work in that field then you know they're not a lot so i would be very interested if they are that i don't know of Please, people share so we can spread the word around. Uh, But also for those that are in therapy, you know, that want to remain anonymous, like send us what, what were the non-negotiables for you when you're looking for a therapist? Mm. Because I think some people would probably benefit from hearing that. why would you choose a certain therapist what is your how do you navigate like when you go to a, a therapy session and you go uh-uh, that that ain't it because the therapeutic relationship is so important to then how open you are how transparent you are and the work that gets done in that space so thank you so much guys for listening i know that's been a lot we could go on and on but as miss p said i i would really actually most importantly i think i would like when our men, if you're listening um to be on this podcast because i really want i really want like i really want um like our men to speak more and more around mental health and how they approach looking after their mental health um and for those that don't think uh, you know therapy is a you know is a is a good thing we still want to have a conversation with you but um so please reach out if you know if you know someone that knows someone that might be interested in having a conversation with us please 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 reach out to us and we thank you in advance i yeah. think that's it
0: yeah i think that is it and when you said non-negotiables and that we didn't even talk about our non-negotiables oh gosh so for sure yeah. we are gonna have a part two because we have a lot more to talk about on therapy yeah. But thank you for listening and you have been listening to you, you are have. being witnessed with
1: Usman Ali and miss p thank you so much boo, 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 boo. <laughs>